to Galilee and news about him spread throughout the whole countryside. He taught in their synagogues and was praised by everyone. Jesus then went to Nazareth where he had been raised and on the Sabbath he went to the synagogue as he normally did and stood up to read. The synagogue assistant gave him the scroll from the prophet Isaiah and he unrolled the scroll and found the place where it was written. The Spirit of the Lord is upon me because the Lord has anointed me. He has sent me to preach good news to the poor, to proclaim release to the prisoners and recovery of sight to the blind, to liberate the oppressed and to proclaim the year of the Lord's favor. Jesus then rolled up the scroll and gave it back to the synagogue assistant and sat down. And every eye in the synagogue was fixed on him, and he began to explain to them, Today this scripture has been fulfilled just as you heard it. Now everyone was raving about Jesus. So impressed were they by the gracious words flowing from his lips. And they said, This is Joseph's son, isn't it? And then Jesus said to them, Undoubtedly you will quote this saying to me, Doctor, heal yourself. Do here in your hometown what we've heard you did in Capernaum. And he said, I assure you, there were many widows in Israel during Elijah's time when it didn't rain for three and sent to none of them, but only to a widow in the city of Zarephath. Prophet Elijah, uh, Elisha, but none of them were cleansed. Instead, in the synagogue was filled with anger and they rose up and ran him out of town. They could throw him off the cliff. But Jesus passed through the crowd at that for a long time that story never made much sense to me. Um, and maybe it's one minute the people are in awe of Jesus, they're impressed by his words, they're run him out of town and want to throw him off a cliff. And, and I, I would read this, what, what happened that would lead them from, from uh, being impressed by? I, I've done some, some real thinking and reading about this passage this week a little closer. So the scripture takes place right at the very beginning of Jesus' men claims him as God's beloved child. And then uh, Jesus goes into the wilderness. Satan wants him to give up his mission, and Jesus refuses to do so. He's in 40 nights. The very next verse says that he returned to Galilee, famous of sorts. He, he garners this, this following. And then at right, goes back to his hometown of Galilee. And the and, and very first sermon in the synagogue all right and uh, he's returning to his hometown after he's become famous of sorts he's going to welcome home jesus their hometown boy to the local synagogue and they wrote a newspaper article that they printed in the in the local newspaper and my bro uh, hometown boy returns to his roots or something like that it's like for jesus to to come to nazareth to his hometown his hometown and over the moon excited to welcome him back uh, because they had, they had heard about the things that he had started to do and the teaching that he was doing they had, and they couldn't wait to see what he was going to say to them now if they were hoping when jesus came back that he would give them some credit if uh, they thought that Jesus comes and does all these amazing things, people are going to flock from miles around. Read this and, and think of all this. And I, I imagine them as Jesus comes into the synagogue, as he has anointed me to bring good news to the poor. He has sent me to proclaim relief. The first thing right off the bat, 
All these people had heard that Jesus was filled with the power of the great prophet. And, and, and not only that, he's going to bring good news. They thought that this was even better than they could have hoped for. He's saying, oh, you probably think that I'm going to come here and do some really amazing things. He shares these two stories about two prophets, Elijah and Elisha. All right, Something to help them, but didn't. He only helped one. In the time of Elisha, there was a lot of people that had diseases and particular skin disease. Thought that Elisha was going to do some amazing things for them. The one person that Elisha worries of these two great prophets, he says that he is here to bring good. This might not be you that I do these things for. Suffered under foreign leaders who were terrible to them them the wicked nations and would pour out wrath and destruction on all of their enemies but it's just not for you israelites it's just not for bad thing at first until you start to realize that army he was the one person that got healing which which would be like someone and so what do the people do when they hear all this they run them a good news bringer and you'll be amazed by the sheer grace that comes out of accept Jesus and follow Jesus. We've got to be okay with that. Uh, most of our lives, or who certainly are going to church now and are trying to do all the good news that Jesus brings, the grace that Jesus offers, just flips the script and proclaims that the good news and the grace, it's for the foreigners, the people who wouldn't call themselves Christian, and assume that it's for us. And it is, picture someone in your mind who is one of the worst people that you've ever And hear Jesus' words. Free to them, to let them go free, to proclaim the year of the Lord's favor to them. And you'll be amazed by the sheer grace that comes out of his mouth. Run him off the cliff, but we know how that story ends. On your bulletin this morning, I put communion. R. Allen Culpepper, in this commentary I was reading on this passage, writes this. The paradox of the gospel is that the unlimited grace that it offers so scandalizes us that we may be unable to receive it. Friends, we come to this table every single week and we say that it is a means of God's grace. And we open up this table to all people because Jesus opened this table to all people. Around that table with Jesus were not just those who called him a friend, but also those who were about to betray him and deny him.